First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of Devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Cindy Haygood. It is based on the story in Genesis 21, 8-21, when Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. The scripture is read from The Message. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delmaine, playing What Wondrous Love Is This, arranged for flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. The baby grew and was weaned. Abraham threw a big party on the day Isaac was weaned. One day Sarah saw the son that Hagar the Egyptian had born to Abraham, poking fun at her son Isaac. She told Abraham, Get rid of this slave woman and her son. No child of this slave is going to share inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter gave great pain to Abraham. After all, Ishmael was his son. But God spoke to Abraham, Don't feel badly about the boy and your maid. Do whatever Sarah tells you. Your descendants will come through Isaac. Regarding your maid's son, be assured that I'll also develop a great nation from him. He's your son, too. Abraham got up early the next morning, got some food together and a canteen of water for Hagar, put them on her back, and sent her away with a child. She wandered off into the desert of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she left the child under a shrub and went off 50 yards or so. She said, I can't watch my son die. As she sat, she broke into sobs. Meanwhile, God heard the boy crying. The angel of God called from heaven to Hagar, 
What's wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy and knows the fix he's in. Up now. Go get the boy. Hold him tight. I'm going to make of him a great nation. Just then, God opened her eyes. She looked. She saw a well of water. She went to it and filled her canteen and gave the boy a long, cool drink. God was on the boy's side as he grew up. He lived out in the desert and became a skilled archer. He lived in the Paran wilderness, and his mother got him a wife from Egypt. Daniel and Kate are totally exasperated with me, but I cannot help it. They are just going to have to wait and be patient. You see, when I get to travel, I always have a couple of things that I want to do based on taking piano as a youngster and playing piano for my life and learning about composers. One of my favorites is Handel, you know, the Messiah composer. We're in Westminster Abbey, and yes, it's crowded, but I am going to find Handel's grave, and I'm going to listen to as much of the Hallelujah Chorus as I possibly can. And I'm giving up on how I'd like to do that. I'd love to turn my phone to the highest volume and let the chorus fill up as much space as possible while I stand near one of my favorite composer's graves. But you'll be glad to know. I popped my earbuds in so that I was the only one listening. Daniel and Kate would have to wait. Handel had a pretty nice life until he was about 50. And then the next 22 years of his life were grim, very grim. He was bankrupt multiple times. Physically challenged by a stroke that left him paralyzed on one side. He thought he had no friends and he started to go blind. And yet... During these years, he wrote the music for the Messiah and many more of his most cherished works. I do believe that God was present with Handel as he took scripture about the promise and fulfillment of Jesus' life and wrote the music that we enjoy in the Messiah. Hagar, Ishmael, a portion of their life too, grim, very grim. They were banished without family and friends, thirsty and hungry, sick and tired. These stories of Handel, Hagar, and Ishmael, separated by centuries upon centuries, contain witness to the divine message from God. This angel of God is God's messenger, and in the scripture we get a wonderful picture of exactly what the character of God is. Hagar a slave, and a God that does not matter. God is impartial. She has not one bit of status. She is not of the tribe of Abraham, and it matters not to God. He came near to her and was with her. God is always here. The son of Hagar cries, and God hears him. God is a listener. They need water at the very least to survive, and God provides them with water. God is a protector. Hagar loves her son and wants to care for him, but all is pointing to death in the desert, and yet God cares for both of them. God is caring. When all is hopeless, 
And certainly the desert is a hopeless place without any sustenance and water. God is hope. God is our hope. I know that we're used to listening to Handel's Messiah at Christmas time, but that collection of songs also includes not only the birth of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, but it also includes Handel's music set to words from our Bible about Jesus' suffering. All of us, each one of us at some point has been in a wilderness. You may be right now, separated from loved ones, restricted from ordinary life, heartbroken, abandoned, sick, left out, out of options, in great pain, concerned for a loved one's life, grief-stricken. Handel thought he had no friends. God gave him the ability to compose deeply moving music, and now his grave is visited by hundreds of thousands each year, and even more, his Messiah is listened to by millions. Hagar thought her life was over, yet God came near to her with water to sustain her and her life and blessed them with his promise. Dear God of hope, we find ourselves in wilderness, missing connections of love and support of family and friends, thirsty for fellowship in all parts of our lives, crying out for normalcy and wondering somehow How is our planet going to survive? We now understand Hagar and her worries, her desperation. Hear our cries too, O Lord. I know you do, for in Jesus I find hope, the hope of the world. Amen.